everyone. Thank you so much for listening to The Maddie Miller Show. Today, I have on a very special guest, my dad, who has been wanting to be on the podcast for a long Hello, time. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, he is the last person in my family to be on the podcast, but I was waiting to have you on for a special reason. And I think that my new season and kind of my new relaunch is a great time. So you should be honored, even though I waited a long time. I know. I gave you a lot of grief for not <laughs> yeah. being on your podcast. And here I finally am yes. after all this time and <laughs> anticipation. Yeah. It has been almost two years. It's been a long time. I, I, I felt kind of... Uh, <laughs> but I'm happy just, you're here. Yeah, that's okay. So um, I have on my dad today. His name is Scott Miller, and he is yeah. going to start off by saying his fun fact, which I always have all my guests do. That's right. Uh, I don't know if it's really fun, but it might be just interesting fact. Is okay, that okay, yeah, that's totally Interesting fine. fact. Okay. Uh, the interesting fact, because uh, I do this in my workshop too, I actually ask the same question of my workshop participants, and this is the one that I usually say. When I was about 15 or 16, uh, I actually, uh, and it was really close together, all three of these events, I almost died. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So uh, one of them was cutting firewood. I had a tree snap back and hit me. And knocked me out. Oh, yeah. Um, the other one was uh, my dad, unfortunately, discharged a shotgun inside the house. <laughs> and the slug almost hit me. Wow. Uh, and then the third one was I was digging um, a with a post hole digger, uh, putting in a new basketball hoop. Yeah. We were putting in a new at our house. And I cut the main electrical line coming into the house. Oh, and it electrocuted you? No. Luckily, or- I was using two things. I had a um, a spud digger. It's, it was an all-metal pick. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't have that in my hand at the time. But I yeah. had a actual post hole digger that had wooden handles yeah so i had a hold of that and so the wood didn't conduct the yeah. electricity so okay, that's good saved my life so i i believe that god's had something more yeah. in store for me <laughs> yeah so. then those were dead. wow what a fun fact that yes. was <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yes yes um okay so today we're going to talk a little bit about um First, I'm going to ask my dad some questions just about his career um, because he started as a dentist and mm-hmm. has retired um, in the past couple years and has started a new job. So we're going to talk a little bit about his time um, with dentistry and then his transition to his new career. And I think the reason that I have him on as my first episode of my new season is in his new career, he talks a lot about like having purpose and meaning. Yes. Um, yep. He's a life coach. So, and that's really important to my new season as we talk about having purpose and meaning in your career and your, how you make a living and whatnot. So first we're going to start off dad with talking about dentistry. So, Let's, how about you just explain a little bit about um, where you went to college, what degree you got um, doing dental school, and just a little bit about that, how you kind of started your career. Yeah, it actually started back in high school. It was my family dentist uh, back in Worcester, Ohio, uh, and started talking to me. I think it was a sophomore in high school, Mm -hmm. and he just kind of said, hey, have you ever thought about a career in dentistry? And really, up to that point, I had not. I mean, who really thinks about, you know, <laughs> yeah. when they're 15 or 16 about like doing dentistry or, you know, working in a dark cave for all your life. But yeah. anyway, so that kind of put me on the path. And then um, I did my undergraduate at Kenyon College, which is in the central part of Ohio. I was a chemistry major there. And so 
really from that standard, st- that point of being a freshman at Kenyon, I really had it in my mind. I was going to go into dentistry. Yeah. So I had kind of a pre-med, uh, pre-dental um, kind of mindset and took those courses that were necessary to get into dental school. And then my junior year, I took the DATs, which is the entrance exam for dentistry, um, and passed those, uh, applied at the Ohio State University, <laughs> uh, and um, also applied to Case Western. There's only two dental schools in all of Ohio. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, got into both of those and also applied to uh, Indiana University, um, but went, went ahead and went to the... Ohio State University. Uh, that was in 1985. Uh, went there for four years. So dental school is four years. Uh, graduated from um, the Ohio State, <laughs> and uh, in 1989, and came to Finley. So yeah, that's cool. So when you were kind of thinking about um, that, you wanted to become a dentist. What were your priorities or like what like what why did you decide ultimately like oh I'd love to be a dentist someday like what were your priorities when choosing that profession yeah one of it was uh, helping people I I knew really early on that I always wanted to work with people and help people so that was one of the things um, in dentistry that I really liked that idea of just working with people helping them out with their oral hygiene needs and and then also not having to deal with the life and death situation like a medical doctor. I mean, yeah. that was just nice that I could kind of form these relationships. Yeah. And I knew that, hey, every six months they were going to come in and get their teeth cleaned and I was going to see them on a regular yeah. basis. Um, the other aspect of it was I was a person that really liked working with my hands. Like uh, I just, the, the challenge of dentistry and working with your hands, I knew early on too that that was mm-hmm. a skill that... I really enjoyed and I really liked it. So those are a couple of things that really, I think, helped me and led me in that direction. Uh, The third thing really, and this is what my dentist back in Worcester, Ohio, kind of uh, talked about, is the flexibility of schedule. That you could raise a family and really have the flexibility to always be home at, you know, six o'clock or five o'clock at night. Yeah. Didn't have to do all the traveling. Um, those are those were just some aspects that really yeah. attracted me to it. Yeah. Um, so then you, how long were, explain what, well, explain how long you were a dentist and then explain how you kind of like for some part owned your own practice out of school and that whole thing. Thing. Yep. So in uh, July of 1989, I graduated from the Ohio State mm-hmm. University. I actually graduated in June. And then in July, moved here to Finley. For six months, I was an associate. So I was kind of like an intern, like what would you say. And then in January of 1990, uh, January 1st, I bought the practice from Dr. Bill Chubb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he worked for me then for two years, and then he completely retired um, so then for the next 32 years, I, um, I practiced dentistry. I sold my practice in 2015, uh, to Dr. Jeff Evans and, but continued to work for him. So I had a total of 32 years, um, in dentistry. I owned the practice for 27 years. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, what, what was your favorite part about like essentially working for yourself and what were like some of the challenges of being like owning your own practice, working for yourself? 
Yeah, I'll talk about the challenges. Uh, they definitely in dental school did not prepare us for being businessmen. You know, okay, like how to yeah. manage employees, how to hire and fire, and yeah, and the business aspect of it. I didn't feel like I was prepared. I had mm-hmm. to learn so much from others. Uh, that was a big, big part of it. Um, the 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 one thing that really helped in den- in the dental part of it is that I had a mentor. Mm. Uh, Dr. Chubb stayed there for a couple of years. That was really, really helpful to me. Not only he kind of taught me the ropes of management, but then also taught me the skills of dentistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple of aspects like just coming out of dental school. There was a lot of things I didn't know, some of the really practical parts of it. And it was mm-hmm. just great uh, being kind of an apprentice under him yeah. and learning the skills of dentistry and just how to treat people in a right way. Yeah. Um, he had a great heart, really treated people well, was well-liked by his patients. And so I really had a great role, role model right off the bat. Yeah. Um, the challenges uh, or the things that I really, really liked about it was the flexibility. I just yeah. think flex. I, I mentioned that already, but... The flexibility of schedule and just being able to take off when I wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, eventually uh, I started out at four and a half days a week, and then eventually I went down to four days a week, uh, and then the last five years it was just two days a week. So I really like that of being able to create a schedule mm-hmm. that really worked around our family. Yeah, so. I yeah I was gonna say I can really attest to that because you were always able to come to everything like that I was involved in and stuff. So that was was, so nice. That was really important to me to be able to have that flexibility, to be able to do those things and be part of your guys' lives. Yeah. Um, And then just be able to kind of start fine tuning some of the other things that I wanted to do, which we're going to talk about here in just a little bit about the more purposeful, meaningful things that I am doing now in my life. I feel like dentistry gave me that flexibility to be able to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So this is kind of like the last question about dentistry. Um, What was probably your biggest lesson that you learned from being a dentist for so long that maybe you still think about today or that you felt like helped you transition to your new career or something like that? Yeah, I think um, like in Genesis where it talks about um, about how we've been created in God's image. Mm-hmm. I think just like the uniqueness of human beings, like just, I learned so much about people. Like mm-hmm. I just saw all different kinds of people. And then I think what people don't realize is like when they come into the dental office, people generally are somewhat fearful or yeah. scared, right? Nervous. They're yeah. nervous, right? Yeah. And so I get to see people at some of their most vulnerable times. And so just understanding and uh, human nature, I feel like that was one of the most valuable things, like just mm-hmm. how to treat people, like not only how I wanted to be treated, but how to treat people with yeah. kindness and respect. Yeah. And so I, I feel like for 32 years, I studied human nature. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> studied relationships. I studied how people react uh, to certain situations. And that has been incredibly useful as a life coach in what I'm doing now. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, So kind of talking more about your transition, because this has happened a little bit more recently in our lives. Um, So what kind of led you 
to the decision to retire because I would say some people would have looked at you and said you retired early, but they didn't really know that you were going into a completely new career. So what kind of led to your decision to retire completely from dentistry? Yeah, there was, um, this goes back to probably 2010. Um, you know, I'd been practicing dentistry for 20 years at that point, And I just felt this stirring inside of me that there was something, you know, on the horizon that was uh, not dentistry. You know, like yeah. just maybe it's starting to kind of feel like, hey, it was time to start maybe looking at other things and other uh, careers and other jobs. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed dentistry. I love the people. Uh, it was so good to me. Uh, but, you know, then it started, I don't know, probably in about 2013, 2014, I really went through a period of time of probably at least a year, maybe a year and a half of really starting to answer the question of who am I? Like yeah. what, how has God created me? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Um, and, and just really thinking about, okay, what do I want to do in this second half of my life? I just, I knew there was something else coming up. I just yeah. didn't know what it was at that time. Yeah. Um, so again, I think that was God calling me to something different. Yeah. I feel like he was calling me to another career. Um, there was so many different things that... Um, that Steph and I had been doing yeah. over the last 20 years in ministry that was kind of setting us up for this. Yeah. So there, there was just this pull, yeah. know, this inner, you know, um, maybe, I don't want to say dissatisfaction, but just knowing that there was a transition coming. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll, I'll ask you just a little bit about, um, so to explain like what my dad does now, it's kind of a really cool story because it actually has like, was a really cool with me. I was um, interning at a financial um, financial management place, um, and that place is owned by two of our good family friends who have been um, pretty influential in your life. Yes, definitely. And so, um, just talk a little bit about that, about um, just Tony and Adam's role in kind of um, you coming to start then working at Hicks and Zerker. Yeah, the, the, the Zerkers and the uh, Hicksons have been a long time friends of ours and big part of our lives. And that goes way back to probably around the early 19 or the late 1990s, <laughs> early 2000s, really even before Tony and Carrie and Adam and Amy were married. Uh, they were in our college ministry, just parts of, you know, kind of a relationship of, of, things that Steph and I were doing. And so then after that, once they got married and started having their own families, um, then it just kind of started in this really close relationship between Adam and I and Tony and I of just kind of meeting together on a regular basis uh, where it really kind of morphed into this really kind of Barnabas relationship where just we would kind of, you know, talk about each other's lives, update each other, challenge each other, accountability type mm -hmm. of thing. And that continued for 20 some years. Yeah. And so for 20 years, we've been meeting together one-on-one, um, uh, -on -one, uh, always having lunch together. I was at my dental office. They were at their office, which is only like a block or so from yeah. each other. So location-wise, 
Uh, and we always went to Cafe Cafe Marie's. Marie's. <laughs> My did, dad's favorite restaurant. Well, favorite restaurant in downtown Finley. So we always went to the same place. <laughs> and we would go there and just have lunch together and just talk about each other's lives. So that's kind of how just over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. that relationship has always just been there. And just yeah. so. And so for those of you who don't know, Tony and Adam own... Um, started their own uh, financial management firm called Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. And so a kind of cool part of this story is what I mentioned is that I was um, an intern at their office for um, a little over a year. And um, so my dad and I actually overlapped about a couple of weeks of working together when I was an intern. Yeah, that was awesome. And it was really fun. But um, I think the coolest part of that whole experience is that um, my dad's job, which is to be a life coach um, at the firm, which we'll explain a little bit later. Um, I think the coolest part about that is the way they kind of introduced that new service that Hicks and Zerker was going to be um, offering is that they kind of did it um, in tandem with a book launch that um, Tony Hickson wrote, which is called Retire- um, Retirement Stepping Stones. And um, the last couple months of my internship, I got to be on the marketing team to promote that book and to like really um, get ex- people excited before its release. And in the release of that book, um, a lot of the meaning and purpose behind that book is that um, it's really important to find meaning and purpose in your retirement. And with that, they announced my dad's new job, right. being a life coach. And yes. so I felt like I had um, a little bit of a part in that, and it was just a really cool yes. um, experience. But yeah, so dad, I want you to explain kind of like why would a financial firm need a life coaching service? A lot of those two don't really sound like they go together. So kind of explain that whole um, thing. <laughs> yeah, let me... Um... Well, I'll talk a little bit about maybe how the whole book thing kind of yeah, came about. Yeah. And it, this is really a, an a incredible story of how good has come out of really kind of a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, Tony Hickson's mom, uh, when she retired from her job at, at, uh, at Blanchard Valley Hospital, um, she just really, really struggled right off the bat from with mm-hmm. retirement. Just... Uh, not knowing kind of what to do, uh, felt like she had kind of lost her purpose, uh, slipped into a, kind of this deep depression, uh, which eventually um, uh, led to her taking her own life. Mm-hmm. And so several years after that, uh, Tony really wanted to bring something good out of this situation. And I think both Tony and Adam both recognized that they wanted to do more for their clients not only just manage money and manage their wealth, but they wanted to help really find significance and purpose in the second half of their lives. Yeah. Uh, And so Tony started to write a book. Um, I think it was maybe around 2016, 2017. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny as, as I'm getting ready to think about what's after dentistry at that same time, Tony's starting to write this book. Yeah. And so we're continuing to meet together um, and then, uh, really, some things happened in my dental office uh, with the selling of the practice uh, to a corporation. And uh, with the release of the book, mm-hmm. uh, Tony and Adam started talking to me about, hey, we, we need somebody to come into our firm and be that person that can be that 
practical um, ap- application part of mm-hmm. the book and what it talks about. Uh, would you be willing to come in and be a life coach? Uh, now, a life coach, a lot of you maybe out there don't know what a life coach is. Mm-hmm. So let me just take just a couple of minutes to explain what that is. Um, a lot of times a life coach is is compared uh, to a therapist. A therapist typically, like a psychiatrist or a psychologist, uh, really a lot of times they deal with the past. Uh, yeah. A life coach deals with the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking ahead, setting goals with people. I'm like a football coach. Like I, <laughs> We talk about that all the time. Like It's like a, a, a sports coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm there to encourage people, to come alongside of them, uh, to look at their strengths, uh, look at their talents, their abilities, their skills, and to really think about then, okay, what, what do you want to do in the future uh, to bring more meaning and purpose to their lives? Yeah. So that's kind of you know an explanation of it. Um, so it's, um, you took a picture of, uh, oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, down in Florida. It was like a, a gypsy or a fortune teller yeah, or something like fortune or fortune teller psychic or something. And I'm like, this is not a life coach. Yeah. Uh, I can't look into the people's future, but I can yeah. come alongside of them, get to know them, yeah. encourage them. And then to maybe just give some, you know, some challenges and some, uh, setting some goals, Mm-hmm. To hey, this is where maybe a second career that I want to do, or yeah. here's maybe where I want to volunteer, or uh, really how to make that second half of their lives more meaningful and purposeful. Yeah. So that's kind of how it all came about, and I started in July of 2021 uh, with Hicks and Zerker uh, as a life coach, and so I'm really just just celebrating my one year anniversary yeah. with them. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, another cool part of this his whole new career is that I was actually brought on to do some freelance marketing mm-hmm. um, right when you got the the yeah. service starting, which his service is called Refocus Coaching. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about it, you can um, go to hzcapital.com slash refocus coaching. I think it's slash life coaching. La- slash life coaching. One of those. You'll you'll find it. Yeah, there. just go to the website. I have a tab yeah. on there under uh, what what we do. Yeah. You'll see that up on the upper right hand corner and then yeah. you can just uh, uh, go to my life coaching page yeah. and it, it really explains in detail yeah. what kind of services. We basically do workshops and private coaching. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to talk about that yeah. or not. But so... Um, yeah, and I'll link it down below too. But the cool thing was, so I was brought on to do some freelance um, graphic design and a little mm-hmm. bit of marketing to kind of launch the refocus coaching. And um, as I was doing that, one of my big things was like making worksheets, um, different like kind of like activities and worksheets um, with the branding that dad would use in his like workshops and in his private coaching. And it actually like was really fun to put together because it was like just these activities that were really focused on like, what are your goals for the future? Where, yep. where do you find yep. meaning in your life? And it, I was like, I feel like I know that these are more for people who are kind of looking, who are maybe older in their life, kind of second half of their life. But I, I felt like I was like, I want to do these activities just like as a 20 yes. year old, you know, like, and I, it honestly like was really something that came to the forefront of my mind when I was thinking about rebranding my podcast. And right. so it, that's just one thing is why this makes it even more special that this is the first episode of my new season. But um, why do you feel like 
it's important for people to figure out their priorities in retirement, but also just for their career and their lives. And why do you even think, I know you love to talk about meaning and purpose and stuff, so you could probably go on forever, but why is that even important? Okay, before I answer that question, I want to first make a plug for Madeline. Let me just tell you, everybody out there, (laughs) that I could not be doing what I'm doing and as effectively. I mean, she makes me look good. (laughs) All this branding that she did and the worksheets, that is just not in my wheelhouse. And I just love the time that we had together to just come and, um, and work on this project. Yeah. And it was about like four four months, I four think, months that of we just got really to, working hard. We together. I was living in Michigan and he was back here in Ohio, so we would do a lot of Zoom calls together just talking about like what we wanted refocus coaching to look like. And obviously I was more on like the branding side, but yes. I felt like it was really special that we got to work together. Yes. And I just was so impressed. I, I just don't think I realized your talent and your abilities. <laughs> And so everybody out there, you need to hire Madeline, okay? She's really good at what she does. Wow, I, I know, know I'm a little biased, but I just so appreciate that time yeah. for you and I to just work together. And it's a perfect example of, you know, when you're starting a business or doing some kind of a career, you don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. And Madeline brought one of those pieces to my puzzle that I just could not have done. And I that's what one of the things I love working at HZ, too. They have a team of people there that just uh, really helped launch Refocus Coaching. Yeah. Madeline was such a big part of that. So yeah. I do want to say how much oh, I thanks, appreciate you, honey. <laughs> so that was, that was so good, just getting a, a, an opportunity to work with yeah, you. it was and, cool. Um, that, that was really a lot of fun yeah. doing that. So I was actually um, in an interview um, cause I was in the job search a couple months ago and in an interview, somebody asked me like, what's one of your favorite projects you've done in the last year? And so I got to tell them all about that project and it yeah. was just really fun to reflect. So. Yeah. Okay. So back to the question. Yes. Okay. Uh, why do I like help people figure out their priorities in retirement? We were talking a little bit about that. Um, a lot of people, um, we, we say that retirement, we don't really like to use that word retirement. Retirement actually means to cease, to stop. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, it kind of, you know, just implies that I'm going to just stop living. Like I'm just going to, you know, get old and, 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 you know, we know what that leads to. Yeah. And it's just really a kind of a, a poor outlook on life. And so um, it's really important for people in the second half of their lives to think about values, to think about priorities, like what's most important to you, because this is a huge life transition. I, I, in my workshops, I talk a lot about that going into retirement is like when you were 18 years old. You remember when you were 18 years old and you're transitioning into this new life. You're going to college, you're maybe going to trade school, and then you're going to start a career, your first Mm -hmm. career. And so it's a huge transition time, a lot of change. You're maybe moving out of mom and dad's house. Um, You're making new friends. Well, the same thing happens when you leave that first career. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge life transition. A lot of change, a lot of things happening, but it can transition, transition into something that's really, really exciting. It's like a new chapter in your life. But to discover that new chapter and decide what purposeful and meaningful things you want to do 
it's really important that you start with values. You start with priorities. And Tony talks a lot about this in Retirement Stepping Stones. Mm -hmm. He says that your values need to align with what you're doing, with what's going to happen in that second half of your lives. Because a lot of people just kind of slip or what we call default into the second half of their lives. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just kind of do what everybody else is doing, or I'm just going to slip into this or that. And they don't really plan out for or really think about what's important to them. Mm -hmm. And so then those priorities, those values then should set the stage for what's going to come, like Mm -hmm. what kind of things you're going to get involved with. And that's what really helps people find purpose and meaning. But it starts with answering that question, who am I? Yeah. What what's most important to me? What are my values? And then based on those, you start to think about okay, where do I want to go? Where mm-hmm. do, what do I want to do? Uh, what kind of things do I want to be involved in? Yeah, so. that's really cool. Um, what? How do you kind of see? So we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. So refocus coaching mainly does private coaching, which yep. you can do with. Anybody, right? Yeah, anybody. We, we work with uh, both clients of HC and non-clients. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was When we were kind of putting all this together, I said, we, we want to step outside of Hicks and Zerker also. Yeah. And so I do work with all people. Yeah. So, and then and, you also do the workshops. Right. The workshops are six to eight people. Uh, we're actually doing three of them this fall. Uh, we did four of them back in uh, the winter in the in the. Uh, spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the workshops are about six to eight people uh, coming yeah. together and really looking at general topics of the second half of your life. Yeah, We actually look in the workshops, we look at social connections. Uh, we deal with the topic of physical health. We, we deal with the topic of uh, mental health. And then we also start with the idea of values. Yeah. What's most important to you? What's, uh, what are those priorities? Mm-hmm. That's what we do in the workshops. A lot of discussion, uh, a lot of working on your worksheets that you've created, yeah. <laughs> uh, doing all those kinds of things. And then the private coaching is either one-on-one or one-on-two. And that's uh, sometimes maybe working um, on more specific topics. Yeah, okay. A lot of the more specific topics are going to be, especially for people that want to get into a second career. Yeah. Like they've maybe retired from something they've been doing for the last 30 or 40 years. They know that work is important. Yeah. That we keep working at something. Even, uh, and they want to know maybe what that next something is. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of like one of the areas yeah. that I deal with private coaching. Um, so how do you kind of see your coaching service? So you really focus on those two things, the workshops and private coaching. Do you just see yourself kind of like growing more in that? Or do you see like your services growing in a different area? Or Because I know that like this is all kind of very new. So it is. where do you kind of see it going in the next few years? Yeah, actually back in September when I was trying to put all the refocus coaching stuff together, I actually kind of selfishly kind of thought, I'm just going to find somebody else out there that's doing this. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of copy what they're doing, you know, or yeah. at least it would give me a good frame to kind of start with. And there just isn't very many people out doing this. Uh, there isn't a lot of financial advising firms that are offer offering life coaching and in the non-financial aspect of life. Mm-hmm. And so we had to kind of, you know, grab from a lot of different areas yeah. to put this all together. Uh, so that was... That was a little difficult right off the bat and and trying to figure out. But 
you know, we started back in January of, of 2022 here and really kind of thought, okay, workshops and private coaching. So we mm-hmm. just kind of thought this seems like two areas and two arenas that we wanted to get started out. Uh, one of the new areas of the new areas that I'm going to be kind of branching out into, um, first of all, is I'd like to work with all ages. Uh, mm-hmm. When you know, right now I'm a, a certified professional retirement coach, so I got a certification back last fall um, in that area. But I would like to work beyond retirement, yeah. not not just. I, I feel like I can help people who are in their 20s and 30s that mm-hmm. want to find purpose and meaning and, and yeah. direction in their lives. So it's going to be going beyond the idea of just retirement. Yeah. So I think that's one of the areas that I'm going to be branching out in. The other areas that we're going into is we've identified three different kind of avenues that I'm going to go down. One is churches. So I'm going to be partnering with churches, uh, working with them to just think about life coaching in this area of purpose and meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is clubs and organizations. So we're going to be looking at different clubs, uh, organizations where I can go and speak and talk on these topics. And then the third area is corporations. So corporations, uh, businesses within uh, probably Hancock County and in our area here where I can start going in and maybe working with their employees who are getting ready to retire uh, or going into that second half of their lives and helping mm-hmm. to make a smoother transition yeah. into that second half. So yeah. that's kind of where we're branching maybe a little bit. Uh, lots of different opportunities. We've also explored just helping other uh, wealth management firms, uh, how to do this, yeah, you know, in their firms this. too. Yeah. yeah. So we've thought about that and maybe about how that might work too. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. Uh, I think where we can branch out, but mm-hmm. those are just some of the, yeah. the ones that we're looking yeah. at right now. That's awesome. Um, so like I've mentioned kind of my new season of my podcast, really, I want it to be focused on this idea of people, I feel like it, it's really important for people these days to kind of look at their career as being more of just a, a way to make money. Like, I yes. think it's really important for yes. people to find purpose and meaning in the career that they're doing, the job that they're going to every day. Um, and so that's kind of what this new season is about. So you deal with transition a lot. So what, what advice would you say you would give to people who... Um, you know, are several different ways. Maybe they're in a career right now that they're not loving and they, they want to find a new career, but they don't really know how to start or somebody who is fresh out of college and they don't really know where to go. Or maybe they've been doing the same career for a long time, but they want to just level up in some way. Like what kind of practical advice would you give for someone who's kind of looking to transition to something else? Yeah, one thing I would say is there's no you know, like cookie cutter method, you know, like what works for one person probably isn't going to work for somebody else. And again, that goes back to that. What I talked about earlier in the podcast is that uniqueness of human beings. Yeah. Uh, Everybody is really unique and they've been created in such a way uh, with certain talents and abilities. So I think that is so key, just self-awareness, Mm-hmm. Knowing what you're good at, what you're not good at, um, having a group of people around you who are willing to like be brutally honest with you, that are yeah. willing to be authentic with you That's about what you're good at and what you're not good at. Yeah. And just being, uh, again, it's maybe not 
having to try to be somebody that you're not. It's just being in tune with, with who you are. Yeah. And then allowing God to just then kind of grow that and uh, really discover what kind of areas, you know, because we've all as human beings being created in God's image means we've been created for purpose. We, We have been. And so really discovering what that is all about, I think is just one of the most exciting parts of at least this life here on mm-hmm. on on this earth we have something much greater to look forward to mm-hmm. uh, in the future but uh, you know again and just impacting people around us helping others mm-hmm. uh, there's so many dif- different ways you know to do that so again I, I think it starts with that self-awareness just spending some time getting to know who you are yeah. surrounding yourself with a good group of people that you know, a community of people that are willing to really, um, you know, um, just be be honest and be authentic. Yeah, with you. and hold you accountable. And hold and, you accountable. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is that that's so important. And the opportunities there's a there's a Bible verse in Ephesians five that talks about making the most of every opportunity, making yeah. the most of every. And so, um, and and let me say a danger with that too. Uh, I think. A lot of young people especially get caught up in the American dream. Yeah. And so we have the American dream, which says, make money. Uh, you, there, you, you can be as successful as you want to. Yeah. And just all this different. Oh, it's so much more than just making money. Yeah. It's just, there it really is. is. There's so many other awesome things that we can do in this world um, that is more important. And I see this all the time in my yeah. life coaching. Yeah. I, I, I coach people who um, have made a tons of money. But they're still unfulfilled. And so they are really looking beyond that. You know, um, so that's another thing is a a kind of maybe more of a warning or danger. Be really careful that you don't get too caught up in that whole American dream thing. Yeah. And and really think about what are the most important things in this life. Yeah. And so that's what I would uh, say to young people or really and anybody in any stage of life. Yeah. It's never too late to find purpose and meaning. Yeah. It really is not. It's yeah. it's never too late. You can you can do that when you're 20 or 30. You can do it when you're 70 or 80. Yeah. Uh, there's always things to be done in this world, and you can really find purpose and meaning at any stage of life. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, Dad, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, this has been fantastic. Is Is there anything else that you want to say? (laughs) Oh man, I could talk about this forever. I know. I was going to say. I was going to say that we're going to have to cut them off at some point. I know. I was like, I didn't know on this uh, this whole podcast thing how much I talk and how much you talk. But but as you know, I can talk forever. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) They say sometimes I over talk. You know so. Uh, but this is, yeah, this has been really good. I yeah. really appreciate this. I'm excited and for people to get to listen to this because I, I feel like I even learned something, even though I'm your daughter and I hear you talk about this stuff every all the time. So yeah. I'm excited. And this is this is what I would close out with. Yeah. One of the things that I found in this life coaching thing mm-hmm. is, you know, in dentistry, um, when people would break a tooth or when they, you know, pain's a great motivator, right? Yeah. So they would come in and because a lot of times they had to or because yeah. they got to get that tooth fixed or they're in pain or whatever. And so that kind of motivated them to get to my office. Yeah. Life coaching and finding purpose, a lot of times that motivation 
to do that is not there. Yeah. And so people just kind of slide along in life. They just kind of cruise along. Yeah. They they just default to this this life of really no purpose and mm-hmm. and really low meaning. Yeah. And so I guess I would just encourage people to just get over that hump. Like, there is so much more out there waiting for you. So many opportunities uh, that you can really find purposeful, meaningful things to do at any stage in life. Really, any stage. And so, but again, sometimes we just slip into what's easiest and most comfortable. Yeah. Don't allow yourself to just slip into that. But don't default to that. Yeah. But really go out there, find those opportunities, help yeah. people. Um, there's just so much, you know, purpose is a means to an end. It's really knowing that you're just a part of that puzzle yeah. towards a greater end. Yeah. And really helping, a lot of it is key in helping others. Yeah. So again, just go out there, just just do it. Like yeah. the Nike thing, I guess would just say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't settle for what is just easiest and most yeah. comfortable. So that's, that's what I would leave everybody with. Yeah. Uh, at any stage of life. So. That's great advice. Well, thanks, Dad, so much for all your thoughtful answers. Yep. Um, if you want to like c- see more about what my dad does or connect with him or anything, I think you have a LinkedIn page, Scott Miller. I am on LinkedIn. Scott you, Miller, what's your certification? I forget. Oh, CPRC. CPRC. So you can find him on LinkedIn and a Facebook page, which yep. is called Scott Miller Refocus Coaching. Life coaching. Um, yeah. So you'll you you've been doing. I've been seeing you on social media. He doesn't yes. run his own social media, but you have some videos and you share a lot of tips and stuff. So that would be really good for people if they're kind of looking for more. And that'll all be linked. Um, Yeah, I do life coach lessons, which is just, they're about three to five minutes. And they're just answering a lot of questions that people have in retirement. Um, So we just started that uh, back in uh, June. Yeah, June. We started in June. We do one a week. Uh, They're really just short little video clips. Yeah, so So, they'd be great for more information kind of on this topic. And then my email, you can email me too at smeller at hccapital.com. Um, that you can email me. I'd love to hear from people and yeah. just your thoughts about different things. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, and so for all of you listening, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram at the Maddie Miller show, that is when you'll get all the updates and stuff about my new episodes and just to follow along. But I appreciate all the people who support my podcast, listen, and, um, just have encouraged me in this podcast journey. But thank you so much for listening. Be kind to everyone around you and let's roll the outro.